Welcome to the Warrior Mindset Podcast. We are your guide as you make your way through life, getting better 1% every day. We believe that life is lived and true victory won through adversity. Nothing easy is ever worth it. We believe in the warrior ethos and support those that choose to walk that path. Hello and welcome to another chapter of the Way of the Seal by Mark Devine. We have been recording these with my partner in crime, Heather, and, um, well, Chapter 4, or Principle 4, had some uh, severe technical difficulties in the audio. <laughs> the file got corrupted. So, um, she is smack dab in the middle of her uh, campaign. Should be wrapping that up soon. Wishing her luck. Um, at, the, at the time that I'm recording this, so I don't want to bother her, and I want to get into principle four, so we can continue on and uh, then get through the rest of the book. So today we're going to dig into principle four. He calls the chapters in his book principles, which I kind of dig. So this one is "Do Today What Others Won't," and the title is based on. Um, a lot of people are credited with this, and I, I tend to fall in line with where uh, Mr. Devine is crediting with the smoke jumpers. If you're not familiar with the smoke jumpers, they are the um, the group of uh, forest firefighters, um, most notably they work out west and they they sort of parachute in or, or run into the wilderness fires and, and work on jumping around and putting those things out. Anyway, it's a pretty tough a living, I'd imagine. So they say, do today what others won't, do tomorrow what others can't. And I've heard that before. I, I know I know a lot of special forces and, and SEALs and stuff use that, and um, it's very apropos. Um, so this chapter is really about that. It's, it's kind of about, um, you know, embracing the suck, about grit, um, about building that discipline that we need. Um, you know, it, it, but one of the early sentences is he has many folks go their whole lives without transcending the sense of self and world they settle into as adults. Um, I think that's so true. Whereas, uh, you know, big big groups uh, like the Navy SEALs and and. You know, uh, like I've done martial arts for a long time and, and have my my black belt in, in this one discipline. And that is capped off. It's nothing like Hell Week for the SEALs, but it is capped off with a... That the journey to your first degree is capped off with a 72-hour test. And in fact, I repeated a 72-hour test for my second degree. Um, and, you know, a lot of... I bring that up not to compare myself to a Navy SEAL by any stretch... That's just ridiculous, but is that most people don't ever actually test their heart. They don't know if they're if they can make it. They don't they don't really know if they have grit. They you know, a lot of times we we look to others for that affirmation and you know it never comes and you know it's it's not going to, but if you put yourself in those hard positions, put yourself through those hard tests, you can often discover what you're made of you know um that's a lot better than some people who get tested 
through really going through things like you know cancer or losing a loved one or terrible accidents and and you have to adjust and live with that that you know those people are the ultimate in you know going to use the word tough um, mentally tough but in the absence of that it's really great to test yourself to see what you're made of um, you know before it comes to something like that so he's got a couple of points here find your 20x factor embrace the suck and building of the three D's discipline drive and determination to become the best version of yourself possible you must suck it up and do the work <laughs> that's so true and you know we need that on a t-shirt you need to see that every day so finding your 20x factor um, the first part I'll just read it he's quoting a lieutenant who's uh, testing him during his hell week you guys are capable of at least 20 times what you think you are now get off your sorry asses and hit the surf <laughs> um, that's so true when you uh, the, the 20x you have 20x more when you there's another saying that when you're when you feel like you're done when you're at the end of it you have 40 more percent in you to give that's so true I don't know if you've ever been on a long run or in the middle of a hard workout or you know pushing through a late night deadline or whatever and you just feel like this is it this is all I have I have nothing left to give and then somehow you somehow you just get it done you, you, you figure it out and pull it through and where does that come from where does that energy come from? Where do, when does that extra gear come from? It comes from your heart, man. You got to learn how to tap into that. That's what that 20X is about. He gives a great example. He's in the middle of his hell week. And, you know, he's, whatever they're doing, he's sitting there by his, his you know, swim buddy, battle buddy, whatever they call him. Um, and his friend is like, man this sucks and he looks like he's ready to give up and Mr. Devine says he looks over and he's like just breathe deeply and then visualize you're on a beach in Hawaii <laughs> this is what he was doing it doesn't really work for him really thinking about putting him, putting his mind somewhere else and not not just fixated on the suck not just fixated on the negative thing but using his mind to help drive him, to help focus on something positive. It's, it's an interesting concept, um, and it ties into a lot of what we've talked about um, in other posts and podcasts and things, which is positive visualization. <clears throat> you know, there's a lot of talk in coaching circles about visualization, and often it's not just good enough to visualize because sometimes we visualize negatively, right? Sometimes when we're laying in bed or sometimes before we're starting something um, epic or, or about to attempt something that's tough, you know, we don't necessarily visualize positively. We, we tend to focus on negativity, you know, like don't mess this up. You know, you're going to hit a golf swing or something. You're like, don't slice or, you know, I don't know, you're going to work on a pull-up. You're like, this is going to hurt. Um, 
or maybe you're going to go in to ask for a raise and, and you start thinking like, oh, this is going to be tough to talk to my boss. You know, don't. So visualizing is not just about just thinking. It's also about framing it in a positive light before you attempt the task. So before you're going in to talk to your boss, you know, you're, you're thinking, visualizing about how much improved you are, how much you've brought to the company, how much you've made his job easier. Keep telling you those things over and over in your own mind. Before you hit that golf ball, don't think, you know, oh, don't slice, think, you know, whatever those cues are, right? Follow through. I don't know much about golfing, obviously. That's probably a bad metaphor, but you get the point. Like, cue yourself with positive things. Those are the things that you want to visualize with, not just the negative, because it's negative reinforcement. Um, in a bad way. No way out but in. Are you an extra in someone else's play? Or are you the author of your own drama? The reality of your present awareness is born from the intersection of your subjective story, which defines your sense of self and your objective reality, which affects your behavior. So you are what you think. Right? So if you are what you think, don't think weak, don't think negative, don't think loser. If you are what you think, think positive, think strong, think winner, right? I know that's easier said than done, but you have to work hard on positive visualization. You have to work hard on framing things in your mind. It ain't easy. Nobody said it was going to be easy. Right? Working on yourself is hard. It's uncomfortable. It's difficult. But that's where we start to find our 20x, our 40% extra. Most people shy from challenges of an extreme nature. And that's understandable given the level of comfort and wealth we're used to in Western society, in America. Uh, his example is saying that that is a mistake. The keys to satisfaction, excitement, joy, and more lie on the other side of great challenges. There's a reason why we love the underdog. It's because the underdog has to overcome so much to win. And it feels good to win. And it feels even better to win over something really hard to complete a really tough task. It's, it doesn't feel as good to do something easy. You know, that's, that's why you have to seek out challenges. You have to seek out the things that make you uncomfortable. Embrace the suck. I have patches of this that I give out to people. And I know he does too. And, uh, you know, there's lots of companies that make Embrace the Suck patches. Um, I don't know where it originated. Uh, I think the SEALs are credited a lot. Um, he has a great quote here from Winston Churchill. I'm just an average man, but by God, I work harder than the average man. You know, uh, the, the other famous uh, quote, you'll hear of SEALs, Marines, or whatever, pain is weakness leaving the body. <laughs> uh, it's, those are funny, but, like, it's true. You know, marching through the uncomfortable gets you to the comfortable. 
Jocko says discipline equals freedom, right? It doesn't mean... What it means is that you're the result, the, the, the target of freedom, the, the, the ability to do what you want is pillared by the ability to take care of business, to take care of the details, to get your stuff done. The sooner you get your work done, the sooner you can go play, right? Those are the things we teach our children. But then somehow, for some reason, when we become adults, we forget all this stuff. Whether we're talking about mental or physical effort, the first step to embracing the suck is to step up and face your fear of suffering. We all share this fear, which stems from a deep-rooted need for certainty and security. Pain is your body's way of telling you that security is threatened because something is out of whack. However, when you consistently experience the personal growth that accrues from deliberately putting yourself out of balance, such as with hard workout or whatever, you begin to embrace the temporary pain for the big rewards it brings. It's page 80. Um, there's a reason why, you know, Navy SEAL Hell Week is so hard. There's a reason why, uh, you know, my black belt test was so hard. There's a reason why those things are designed. They're designed that way. They're designed for something to be something you have to overcome, a huge mountain, a huge obstacle that you have to, you know, survive almost. Um, it, really, the only way to get through something like that is just to accept, to accept it. Okay, he talks about um, good pain. You know, like he mentioned bad pain there. Like, obviously, in acute pain is not good, right? A lot, a lot of times, I'm coaching people and I ask them how they're doing. I look them in the eye. How are you doing? And and I'm not looking. I'm not listening for like, oh, I'm great. Things are awesome at home. What I'm looking at is. Do you have any acute issues? Or is the pain you're experiencing just the pain of working out? Right? And a lot of people, I've, I've come to realize a lot of people don't know the difference between just, you know, muscles hurting or lungs hurting because I'm pushing really hard. They don't know the difference between that and like twisting an ankle. Like for them, pain is pain. It's all the same. But you know and I know, we all know, those are very two very different things. The pain of a hard workout, the pain of straining your muscles, the pain of staying up all night to finish a project is very different than the pain of breaking your arm. They're two different things. First step is to learn what the difference is. Two is to lean into that good pain. Okay, He calls it integrating pain and bad pain as... In, disintegrating pain. Good pain, whether physical or emotional, is associated with growth and makes you stronger. Think of exercise-induced pain. The pain of making a hard choice. Bad pain, on the other hand, is the kind that hurts you physically or emotionally and is associated with injury or deep-rooted regret. Things that stop you in your tracks and hold you back. Right? Like, big, bad things in life. Go to the challenge. A unique, if unfair, aspect of our beautiful human condition is that if you avoid challenge, it will come anyway, bringing with it severe and painful lessons. The more you try to dodge them or insulate yourself through the trappings of wealth, emotional armor, or numbing agents like alcohol, (laughs) 
the harder the challenge becomes. Right? You've got to take yourself to your challenges. You've got to, you've got to bring focus on your problems. You've got to bring focus on your goals, bring focus on your issues, and head first into the fray, my friends. You've got to get after it. Right? Otherwise, you're going to have to deal with it anyway. You know? Life is funny that way. Life has a really interesting way of getting even, it feels like. Life really has an interesting way of bringing you your challenges, you know? And if you're constantly in a cycle, if you're constantly in a search to put yourself in comfort, to insulate yourself from from bad things in the world. Well, it's going to find you anyway. Right? You're just making your challenge the hunt for comfort. You're not making your challenge the actual challenge. You're not making your life's challenge overcoming the actual obstacle, right? Was uh what does they say the obstacle is the way, you know? Like whatever that problem is, that's the way to betterness. You know? Sight that thing in, get after it. You know that. That's just how you're going to overcome those problems. You know, you, like you're not going to become a black belt by avoiding doing black belt things. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm going to get it wrong. But one of one of my uh, one of my peers in uh, teaching, she likes to say, um, you know, brown belts that do black belt things become black belts, but brown belts that do brown belt things stay brown belts. And that's so true, you know, even outside of martial arts. This is true in life, you know. Losers do loser things. <laughs> but losers that do winner things become winners. You know, I don't know if you like the loser versus winner thing, but um, structured challenges come in three forms. The first is a challenge requiring sustained long-term effort. This would include things such as long-term commitment, five workouts a week, get a black belt in martial arts, master any major challenging skill, right? Second are challenges that benchmark performance, right? Like in business, if it's not measured, it's not real. Or like a benchmark workout in the CrossFit world, you know, whatever your friend time is or your workout of choice for measuring how good you are. You, can't, you, you do it over and over after a period of time and see how much better you're getting. It's the same with like lifting weights, like deadlifts 200 pounds today you work at it two months later hopefully it's like 250 pounds right and then build the three d's oh sorry the third structure challenge is a crucible experience right so the third type so we've got we've got um, structured challenges, like long-term goals, let's say, you know, black belt in martial arts. Then there's benchmark challenges, the second one, which are smaller ones, which may be the belt tests along the way to that black belt or, you know, smaller workouts to before you get to the big goal. And then the, the third type, which he's laying out, is a, is a crucible, which it would be that final, like in a martial arts setting, the final black belt test. Maybe in CrossFit, it's like an actual competition you know, or in business, it's like, uh, you know, actually getting a client. All the steps you have to do before you get the client, and then you get the client, do the project, and get the win, right? 
Um, and he's, he's basically with this part of this principle, this chapter, he's talking about how to break that down. And it's a good, it's a really good thing. So build the three D's, discipline, drive, and determination. It really is self-explanatory, right? But he uses a metaphor, discipline. Discipline is the spark that ignites the fire of habit, right? So uh, drive, whereas discipline activates a habit. Drive is the motivation behind your actions and then determination. If drive is a fuel that keeps you motivated, determination is the long view commitment of the mission. That's a that's one way of looking at it, and I dig it. Um, uh, you know, the, the Mark is a Mark is a Navy SEAL, obviously, and he's like the the original guy I found um, through that. And over time, I've, be, I've become a pretty big um, Jocko Wilnick fan, and um, you know, love him or hate him, I dig it. He has the more simplified discipline equals freedom way of looking at it, um, you know, which is that, you know, through discipline, we become free of all of those things that hold us back, right? So, like I said earlier, you know, the sooner you get your work done, the sooner you can go out and play if, you know, if playing is the goal. Um, you know, if, if, you know, you're going to lose the pounds if you can remain disciplined and eat well, right? So, the the walking around with less weight, the sooner you can you know, control yourself, the sooner you can get there. You know, that, this is very simplistic. And, and I, I, I like the way that, um, you know, this, uh, this part has it sort of broken out um, a little bit less simplistic than that. It's, it's another way to look at it. Um, so like the quote from Aristotle he has here, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. So that's the same thing with Jaco's point too. Um, you know, discipline. It, they're, they're, it's really habits, right? So, you know, you can be disciplined in a bad way. You know, you can be, you can have that bad habit. You can have that bad discipline. You can have that late night snack that you need every night, you know, and then, or that coffee every morning and then you don't have it and you have a headache or whatever. You know, those are, those are some of those bad um, habits that we can get into. Um, so you can discipline yourself. You can discipline your body in a negative way. It can happen. Um, but he's just kind of breaking down how to um, work in a positive way, right? So you've got discipline, right? Discipline is sort of the, the thing that holds it all up. Like discipline is the habits. It's having created the habits, whereas drive is the is your why. It's your reason why you're doing it, right? These are the things. Like maybe it's the expectation of those lost pounds. That's what's driving you, and you need to keep working on it, and whatever that keeps those things in your focus, that's what the drive is. And the determination, excuse me, is the, you know, keeping that long-term view, keeping that front sight focus, keeping that, um, the main thing, the main thing, you know, that's that, that 50,000 foot view version of all that stuff and everything builds into that, right? So those are the three D's that he breaks it down in. I also really like the way he forms habits. Um, and I'm going to talk about that for a little bit because I, I, it really works for me and, and I think it would really work, um, for a lot of people if they dug into it. And so one way to think about, um, uh, building habits, uh, a lot of times, and I see this in, in people that I coach, um, in, in business and mindset and then physically in the gym is that. 
uh, we focus on bad habits. Like it's the same as like positive visualization and negative visualization, positive um, habits. So don't simply, like if you're trying to quit smoking, it doesn't, it's not helpful to just think about not smoking all day, right? It's just going to remind you of smoking. Trying to lose weight, you know, don't focus on not eating things made out of sugar. I mean, you know you shouldn't have those Cokes and whatever else that's, you know, donuts or whatever. You know you shouldn't have them, but it's not helpful to simply fixate and think about how much you don't need a donut right now, (laughs) right? So we want to reframe habit building and positive habit building into what he calls, and I really like this, excellence habits, right? I'm going to read it exactly. When it comes to habits, the best approach isn't to focus on eliminating unwanted behaviors, but to replace those thoughts with new positive habits that drown out the old, right? This is true for replacing a nasty habit like smoking with a healthy habit like exercise, right? So, if you're thinking about that, working on quitting smoking is a great example. Don't focus on cutting out the smoking. Instead, when you feel that need or engineer yourself or whatever, when you feel that need, you then replace it with something that's helpful. Exercise, drinking water, reading a page in this book, something else. Don't just sit there and fixate on how much you're not smoking right now. I hope that makes sense. We want to forge excellence habits, not focus on the bad shit you're cutting out because it's just a reminder of more bad shit. Okay. So this chapter is a short one, but it is power packed. Okay. Finding your 20 X factor in his exercises section. And this is something you can get on with. If you want to test yourself, I don't know where you are in life, right? Everybody's at different places. Um, but there's nothing like challenging yourself to see where you are, right? Find a gnarly physical challenge if you're into that stuff, if you're capable of that stuff, right? So if you consider yourself fit, you want to test it out, right? Go do something. Run a big gnarly spartan beast spartan beast race or something like that do a ruck a go ruck overnight challenge hike 20 miles with 20 pounds in a backpack right go uh train for a little bit and then try to do a thousand burpees in 20 hours like something something that's a good benchmark it's like big. Okay? That's something you could do. S- take notes. See at what point you start thinking about quitting. See at what point you don't want to be there. And then see what happens in your brain to push you through. Take notes. You could do something less gnarly. Right? Um, I mean, you could look at just getting in 20 workouts in a month. You know? 
could run a 10K or a 5K. You know? Try doing lunges for a mile. I mean, something that's not as, like, psycho almost, but, like, just something that's tough, but it's not quite at that level. Like, whatever it is for you. And some other non-physical challenges, right? You know, volunteer um, volunteer at a church mission, right? Uh, you know, do some help with FEMA. Find a way to work with a disabled veteran or, uh, you know, a kid that needs help with his homework. Set something like that as a as a... I mean, not necessarily a goal, but like a thing you can do and then do it. And, you know, I was just talking to someone last week in the car. I I'd, I'd wanted to start this project that was kind of, um, you know, when I was when I was sitting there thinking about it, the, the project seemed I mean, it seemed a little overwhelming and it seemed a little. I don't want to say grandiose, but like like the thought of doing it was just kind of like, wow, no one's really going to dig this. I'm really into it. I think it would be great, uh, you know, this particular project, like preserving the history of of something. Um, and I didn't think many people would be into it. And I, I, I felt like, you know, me doing it would be putting a lot of people out and, and you know, asking a lot of everyone. And, uh, and I put it out in the universe, and, and it turns out that, a lot of people really dig the idea and it and it's uh it's getting some traction because I've started it and you know now we're a few parts into this project I know I'm being vague but it's okay um we're, we're a couple of months into this project and it's going really well and everybody everybody seems to really dig it um this isn't something to make money it's just a a side project that I'm doing you know for love um of this thing but the moment between like having the idea and then doing the first piece of this project was just so like unknown. And I love that feeling as it gets closer to the actual execution and then the execution and you roll the project over or create the thing or put it out there or whatever. And then there it is and you see it and you see reactions to it and it's positive. And just that, just that build up and stuff. I love that so much and you can gain so much from that in your life. You can gain so much from those lessons if you're paying attention and taking notes on where you are and where your mind is and where everyone else is and and um you know, I think the lesson is do something. Do something that's kind of difficult and just learn from it. You can't be afraid to fail because that's part of the uncomfortableness. But if you pay attention and you you dare to be bold in what you're doing, you either win or you learn. And that is for real. Pay attention, take notes, and, and you can't lose. I promise. If you ever need help with it, I'm here. Reach out to me through the site. Would love to hear what you're working on. I would love to support you. I would love to, uh, you know, do what I can. Point you in the direction or give you a book or whatever. Pat on the back. I'm here. So you know how to reach me. I hope this helped in some way whatsoever. This book changed my life. We're going to continue with more chapters. But for now, that was that one. Uh, Out.